0: a good morning everyone we are uh, (coughs) heading for Oklahoma this morning uh, don't forget we've got our ongoing route sixty six contest we'll get to that in a few minutes uh, we've got a really interesting program we're gonna we started this week of roadside attractions with cemeteries and uh, we continue our curiosity weekend week or attractions of note whichever you prefer with another interesting cemetery but this one has a Quite a backstory, both sides. Well, we're going to Fort Reno along Route sixty six, just west of El Reno, Oklahoma. Fort Reno was named for Major General Jesse L. Reno. He was a casualty of the Battle of Antietam during the American Civil War. (coughs) The military outpost was initially commissioned in eighteen seventy four, and just a hint of its long, long history. Uh, during World War II, it was a POW camp and a uh, transit base for U.S. troops traveling to uh, points for either the European or Pacific Theater of Operations. And in 1947, it was still being used, uh, this time by the Department of Agriculture as a research laboratory. Long, long and colorful history. Interesting museums is a place I highly recommend visiting uh it like I say it began as a military camp in 1874 during the era of the indian wars and uh it was designed to pacify the uh cheyenne and arapaho agent john miles the Darlington indian agency had petitioned for the post and uh stationed there were troops from the 10th cavalry better known as the buffalo soldiers African-American soldiers, which that alone gives the fort a very fascinating history. (coughs) Uh, The military camp near the Cheyenne Agency for Darlington was set up for 19 months initially, and soldiers from the 5th and 6th Cavalry from Fort Dodge and Leavenworth were stationed there. And then in 1875, the commanding officers authorized to select a site on the south side of the North Canadian River, and he built corrals and a wagon yard, dig wells, set up a sawmill for a new military post. And it was named for, like, say, Fort Reno in February 1876 by General Phil Sheridan, who'd made quite a name for himself in the Civil War. The cavalry and infantry stationed at Fort Reno played an important role in the transition of the area from Indian Territory to. Oklahoma statehood, 1907. United States cavalry units, including the Buffalo Soldiers of the 9th and 10th U.S. Cavalry and the 24th and 25th Infantry, and the Cheyenne and Arapaho Indian scouts, along with the U.S. Marshal Service, well, they were the law and order in that wild and unruly territory before statehood. Uh, the cavalry in cheyenne police uh, later operated jokingly what they referred to as the beef issue and uh well a lot of other things they were involved with during this period uh i mentioned general phil sheridan he was uh, across the cimarron river in indian territory in 1885 and president cleveland at that time had ordered reinforcements to fort reno To meet with agent dyer and the cheyenne leader stone calf general sheridan concluded that agent dyer was not aggressive enough in his efforts to disarm and put indians onto the farms near darlington pretty pretty tough history uh dark history but he recommended to President cleveland that all leases be terminated in indian territory and that unauthorized persons be removed from indian land military personnel replace civilians at both the cheyenne and arapaho agency and sheridan spent time uh he was at fort reno as his headquarters during these early years and uh a log cabin structure known as sheridan's headquarters or billet was relocated to the canadian county historical museum grounds in el reno The cemetery I mentioned, there is so many fascinating uh, headstones and people there. One of the fellows that's interred is Ben Clark. Uh, He was a cavalry scout. He traveled and was displaced to lead groups throughout the Great Plains to several forts. In the Civil War, he was with the 6th Kansas Cavalry. In 1868, he was assigned to Lieutenant Colonel George Custer's 7th Cavalry in present Northwest Oklahoma. He led the 7th Cavalry South to the Washita River and uh, the very heinous attack on the winter camp of Cheyenne, Peace Chief Black Kettle in the very, very controversial Battle of the Washita. Uh, He came to Fort Reno in January of 1878 as an interpreter to the Cheyenne. He had actually married into the Cheyenne tribe he his third wife and five of their 11 children are interred in the cemetery fort reno was initially established to quell like I say the unrest among the indians in the region during the 1870s uh, the battle of sand hill april of 1780 1875 took place just two miles north of the fort and uh another dramatic incident There's some great books I want to recommend about this. Um, In Dull Knife's Wake, published by Maddox and Maddox, and Perilous Pursuit by Stan Hogg. They're available at the Fort Reno Visitor Center, by the way. And the book and movie Cheyenne Autumn, that was eventually filmed in Monument Valley, Utah, back in the early 60s, uh, was about uh, taken from these books and and of course ironically monument valley is quite opposite from the landscapes that you'll find around fort reno the uh, buffalo soldiers very interesting chapter in history is all preserved there at the museum uh the, the uh fort reno also played an important part in the oklahoma land run that's all told there one of the interesting chapters, uh, I should say one of the many interesting chapters of show associated with the fort is its uh, role as a remount station. You know, a lot of people don't realize that horses and mules were used even in World War II. In 1908, Fort Reno became one of three Army Quartermaster remount stations for the military. It, it continued in that role through 1948. Uh, specialized horse breeding and training of pack mules was the central focus of activity at fort reno during these years the horses and mules were later transported by rail from fort reno and shipped to other parts of the world during world war one and world war two uh, so, social activities at reno included polo matches horse races horse shows auctions will rogers attended a lot of the events there the principal remount units were the 252nd 253rd quartermaster remount squadrons and they called them the fort reno remount cowboys these were real cowboys recruited from out uh, through the plains who broke and trained horses and mules it's uh it wasn't until 1948 that the Quartermaster remount Depot at Fort Reno was decommissioned. But animals were still shipped out of Fort Reno until 1952. And then uh, the fort was the site of the Department of Agriculture's Grazing Lands Research Facility. Now here's where we get into another interesting chapter, and this ties into why I mentioned the cemetery it was so fascinating. During World War II, 94 acres of uh, an eastern section of Fort Reno served as an internment work camp, or POW camp, for German and Italian soldiers, uh, mostly from General Rommel's Africa Corps. These guys had been captured in North Africa. Approximately about 1,300 POWs were brought to Fort Reno by rail. And while in prison there, they were hired as laborers for local farms, And in 1944, they built the Post Chapel, still there, located to the north of the parade grounds. This, as far as I know, this is the only historic military cemetery that has uh, U.S. military personnel, as well as 70 German and Italian soldiers interred. Anywhere uh, along Route 66. It's the only cemetery I know like this. Uh, only one Fort Reno German POW died while imprisoned at the Fort Reno internment camp. The others were brought had died at other POW camps and were brought there. Uh, Germans and Italians continue to make special trips to view the resting place of relatives of friends. And every November, there's a German American Heritage Memorial Day a wreath-laying ceremony in remembrance of the men buried at the uh, Fort Reno Cemetery. Extreme Justice, a really interesting novel by Vince Green about uh, the death of Johannes Uh, This story is true. It's He is buried there at uh, Fort Reno. He was beaten to death by fellow POWs. He accused him of being a traitor. Those charged with his murder were sent to stand trial at Camp Gruber. They were found guilty, taking to Fort Leavenworth, where they were executed by hanging. All, all amazing stories, but there's more to this place than just military. Famous aviatrix Amelia Earhart uh, test piloted a, a forerunner of the helicopter. They called it an autogyro at the Fort Reno airstrip. Uh, blackjack the spirited riderless ceremonial horse used in the funeral processions of presidents hoover kennedy and johnson general macarthur was raised and trained at fort reno A famous artist frederick remington he spent three months at fort reno in 1888 producing many of his drawings of cavalry buffalo soldiers cheyenne arapaho scouts uh, the fort reno visitor center is just just tremendous place to visit if you get a chance. Isn't that quite an interesting story? And that's another Route 66 location that's that's you know missed a lot, and uh, definitely should be added to a Route 66 visit. Okay, hey, our contest today's clue is the letter O what we're looking for is uh, the name of the business and what Route 66 community it is located in. And the first person with a correct answer, they get a autographed copy of my latest book. Here we are on Route 66. We started giving clues on May- March 25th. So if you go back to our programs, you can find all of the uh, clues, but I'll give them to you now. We've given out the letter N, the letter G, the letter E, the letter A, the letter I, the letter D, the letter O, and the letter R. Okay, simple enough. Uh, since we were talking Route 66 and road trips, I'd like to give a shout out to today's program sponsor, Route Trip USA, specialist in bespoke Route 66 trips. If you're looking for a grand adventure, and in the United States or Canada, a memorable holiday, the trouble free. Give the folks at Root Trip USA a holler. Like us here at Jim Hinckley's America, they taste the enchiladas and they test the pillows so you don't have to worry about it. Uh next week we'll have a uh kick this off again, Monday morning, six thirty a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Wake up with Jim. We'll start another series. We'll continue here with some uh Road trip inspiration, if you will, just like with our theme song, music from Joe and Woody and the Boys of the Road Crew. Uh, for our extended program, all interactive, of course, feel free to call in anytime or uh, chime in, put a note in, we'll try to respond. And uh, Sunday morning, we're going to have a great program. I'm not going to give you too many teasers, but I guarantee you're not going to want to miss this. If you are. Uh, A fan of road trips, this is a program for you. Hey, before we go, do we have any call-ins or questions this morning? Anything I can answer for you about Fort Reno in Oklahoma? (coughs) Well, in that case, I suppose what we're going to do is bid everyone adios. And uh, hopefully you can join us at 7 o'clock. Mount Standard Time Sunday morning for special, fun-filled, interactive, uh, fast-paced half-hour coffee with Jim. Invite your friends. Let's make it a coffee party. My friends, hey, thank you for joining us today. Feel free to share this program you, friend. It'll be uh, archived later this morning. Take a and, uh, trip of Share it with your friends. Into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.